I'm Taylor, and welcome to the TD Nutrition Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the TD Nutrition Podcast. This is part two of toxins in skincare and beauty products. And in today's episode, we're going to be sitting down with my friend, Jill Hellman. So let's welcome Jill Hellman, esthetician and owner of The Body Bungalow. Hi, Jill. Hi, Taylor. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. I'm super excited to do this episode or this part two to the skincare episode. Yes. I listened to part one and that was deep. (laughs) there's a lot on there (laughs) that was a lot (laughs) I learned a lot too (laughs) good yeah I always like hope there's something that people will always like learn from maybe like one at least one tidbit of information like oh I hadn't heard that before so yeah yeah definitely definitely well I'm Jill Hellman owner and esthetician of the body bungalow in Hermosa Beach California I specialize in body sugar and hair removal that I've been doing for over, I think, 16 years now, and then also body treatments and facials. I do microcurrent. That's one of my big things that I do for facials and a couple other modalities, but I have to say probably about 70%. I'm trying to get that number to be a little bit lower, but 70% of my business is definitely body sugar and hair removal. Okay. So you want to be doing some of the other services more than the body. A little bit more of a balance. The sugar, you know, I'm getting older. The sugaring does take a toll on my body, but I, I love it so much and I can do it with my eyes closed, but I don't. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you definitely are really good at that. I can say from experience. So (laughs) yeah. Yes. We've come a long ways. Yeah. So do you want to jump into the questions? Sure. Yeah. Go for it. Ask away. All right. So do you want to explain why sugaring is better than waxing? Sure. First, I'll just describe a little bit what sugaring is. Yeah, yeah. explain what that is. No, yeah, definitely. So sugaring is made of lemon sugar and water, and it looks just like honey or caramel. So it's like a paste. And what I do is I mold it in the opposite direction of the hair growth. And then I flick with the hair growth. So that prevents less ingrown hairs and less hair breakage. It's also only attached to the dead skin cells and the hair versus waxing is attached also to the live skin cells, the cells that we want to keep. Gotcha. And I didn't even, I didn't even know the the, um, part about the live skin cells. So I learned something new. (laughs) And we also, what's great about sugaring too, is I can get it at a shorter hair growth at that very beginning growth cycle of the growth of the hair versus waxing is sometimes in the second and third stages. So when we get that hair, when we remove it from the root basically, or the follicle at that first stage of hair growth, we're damaging that follicle more. And thus the result is the hair is growing back lighter, thinner, and finer. Awesome. Well, yeah. And that I've experienced, like my hair has definitely grown back like a lot less and thinner than it used to, which makes it easier now going back. Yes. 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 I remember when I first saw you till the last time I saw you and it's been a 180 because you've been consistent as well. And I really appreciate that. And very loyal. 
Absolutely. But I think that's something too, is like, I mean, I even talk about with nutrition being consistent makes all the difference. And like, especially when it comes to hair growth and where it is, if it's in a place that you don't want it to be, if you're consistent, then it's not as major as it was like growth wise. Yeah. And with sugar too, just to put it on the nutrition side. Um, of course I don't consider it being nutritious, <laughs> but you can eat it because it's just made of lemon sugar and water. So there's no chemical or any toxic ingredients that are going in there. So yeah, that's right. You technically could, which is why though it is so clean. Cause there's only three ingredients in it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you're in a rut and you're starving, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what are your top three ingredients in products like skincare products or beauty products that you think everyone should look out for? I guess in what you do, what would you say the top three for people to avoid would be? So good question. So this was kind of tough for me because it is so broad. Yeah. And so I went to some of my esthetician friends and esthetician groups that I'm in because I just wanted to there's so many new products out there too, new ingredients that maybe I'm not in that I don't know of or a lot of these toxic ingredients that you talk about are maybe no longer in skincare products because things yeah. are getting a little bit cleaner and better and, or there's new names for them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the names are really, always tricky. <laughs> it can be really tricky. So from what you said there, there, I'm just going to go with about three of them. Um, yeah. Definitely the petroleum products, hands down. So mineral oil is something definitely I disagree with in skincare. You elaborated on that a little bit. And then also, I just want to say it's pretty heavy on the skin too. So it will be clogging the pores. And then also it just has, if anyone knows me, I'm big into the environment and animals, and it has a huge negative effect on the environment such as like destruction on wildlife, it contaminates the soil and even clogs, clogs it reducing aeration and water filtration, just to name a couple of facts. So it's also doing that to the skin as well. So yeah. I kind of thought that was, you know, no, a little yeah. put, put that together. And that's um, cool because I didn't know the environmental impact of petroleum products. I mean, it makes sense. Like, obviously it doesn't sound like it would be great for the environment, but I didn't know like the specifics. So, yeah. So I'm trying, I do what I can. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other one would be, this was, this came from a couple of my friends that dealt with more acneic skin. Um, but definitely bismuth oxychloride that is maybe more in your cosmetics, but it can lead to cystic acne in a lot of people. Wow. So there are, what was it? I think there's like little shards of minerals or like little shards of mineral that are like shaped so they can even poke through the follicles. Oh, wow. in business oxychloride. And that can create some definite problems. I have not seen that, but I have heard of that happening. Um, and then, uh, it's often used in mineral makeup, which I love. So just make sure that you look at that because yeah. not all mineral makeup is just your straight minerals. So just kind of look out for that ingredient. Um, but it does give it that pearlescent sheen to the makeup. Oh, and Unfortunately, for those who have like maybe sensitive skin or acne or and or rosacea, it, the bis, I always have a hard time with this word, the bismuth oxychloride can, exa um, excuse me, aggravate and irritate that skin condition. 
and may also enlarge the pore size permanently. So that was one, that was another one. And then this is where you and I may have a little controversy. (laughs) Um, For me, definitely coconut oil. However, coconut oil is great, like on the hands, on the knees, on the feet, you know, for those drier areas. But on the face, I always, the face in the bikini area, I always say no. It is just too heavy and clogs the pores. However, it is such a great product for everything else. And then um, it just, you know, it has a huge, it has a large molecular structure to it. And when skincare products have that large molecular structure, they tend to just sit on the skin and stretch out the pores. And that's what we don't want to happen. We want products that are going to made that are made in smaller batches, have a smaller molecular structure to them. So they penetrate deeper into the skin and really do what they're going to say they're going to do. And so talk to your esthetician about that. And he or she will definitely hook you up with some wonderful products. Um, Also, I just want to say, if you are going to use the coconut oil on your skin, just make sure you wear sunscreen on top because coconut oil is also cooking oil. And (laughs) <laughs> it'll fry you right up <laughs> yeah well probably like I mean I haven't used it that often but when I was having really bad skin issues my naturopath was said that you can put it on your body but leave it on for like 10 seconds and then wipe it off don't let it oh, sit there exactly. um, I mean I never put it on my face but I was putting it over my body but I didn't let it sit there um yeah. which was probably I don't know if that was why she said that I never really asked but yeah. Now, small amounts of coconut oil are great. Now look, if it's in your pro, if it's in your products, it's, excuse me, if it's an ingredient that's in your products and you're looking at that list, make sure it's not the first or second ingredient, Very like good. farther down, there's less amounts. Plus it's mixed with other things. And you'll know that it's good because it's not good. It does harden too, when it gets into a colder environment. So yeah. definitely if that happens, you know, there's too much coconut oil in there. Yeah. That's a good tip. So mm-hmm. I feel like in a lot of hair products, there's definitely more coconut oil than in other stuff. Um, but yeah. you never know. So that is a good thing to look out for. So definitely, definitely. And then if it is in the or the hair care products, like your shampoos, and you're wondering why maybe you're breaking out, maybe it's because of the coconut oil coming down through and just getting in the hairline and the neckline, going down your back. So that's a good thing to just kind of trial and error. No, that's a very good point. I recently switched my shampoo and conditioner because I was breaking a lot, uh, breaking out along my hairline a lot more than what's normal. And I'm like, okay, I think it's time to try to find a maybe more natural one. Cause I didn't fully look at the ingredients on what I was using, but I was like, oh, it works for my curls. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, my, my skin, my face was telling me otherwise. So yes. And with your curly hair, not you, your products for you are not universal. No, you yeah. have to find a certain product. So, um, yeah, I'll help you find some of the, some too. I think yeah. we have to at the salon. So that'd be great. <laughs> Definitely. So the next question, which I'm excited to talk about, cause I'm super big on like, you know, I've talked about how coconut water oxidizes and goes bad once it's out of the coconut and then people are bottling and selling it. And so, um, does skincare and beauty products go bad? Cause this isn't something that's talked about very often. Yes, they do. And they can definitely go bad. Um, so some products have a expiration date on them. So they have that on there for a reason. So make sure that you are reading the label on that and, um, making sure that you're using the skincare product before it expires. So follow that guideline. And then also skincare products can oxidize just like the coconut water. 
or the coconuts. Is that what it was? The coconut, coconut water? water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so, okay. So I have a hard time explaining the definition of oxidization for skincare products because chemists lately have really broadened the definition. So I have never explained it live to someone. So I'm going to try right now. Okay. Um, and I'm going to use it in very layman's terms and examples because I'm a Perfect. visual person. Yeah. So when fruit or food goes bad, that's oxidization yep. and you wouldn't eat it. It would make you sick. Um, exactly. and then rust when things rust, like your furniture outside rusts or something, that's also a form of oxidization. So how, you know, if your skincare has oxidized is actually pretty easy. One, probably if it's gone over the expiration date and two, if it go by the look, did it separate? Um, does it look clumpy? Does it look like cottage cheese? Does it feel different than how it used to? And then a big one is smell. I have a nose like a canine. So to me, it smells like the smell of Play-Doh. It reminds me of Play-Doh. That's, That's how I know that it's gone bad. I can, what I can always smell, it smells a little bit like how it used to. And then there's like this after scent of Play-Doh. So that's how, you know, it's gone bad. Yeah. That's a really helpful tip because I feel like almost everyone knows what Play-Doh smells like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And then also, so products that, you know, I like to, if I could in a perfect world, if all of our products came in amber glass jars, that would be amazing. Um, you know, in, or in glass jars. So some yeah. of the things you want to do is, is keep your, or excuse me, you want to keep your products out of sunlight. Um, even putting them in the fridge is amazing. So cool, dark place okay. that will help. And then also some products oxidize a little bit quicker if they are your active ingredients. So some of the good acids that are great for our skin, those can oxidize because they're such active ingredients, products that have less, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, why am I drawing a blank? less fillers in there. Um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on that. Preservatives. Thank you. <laughs> Cause I'm thinking about, okay, if it's food, the less preservative, something has a much shorter shelf life. <laughs> I kept, and this is something I talk about a lot, just totally drew a blank on that preservatives. And then also like your products with your vitamins and peptides. So any of those, those wonderful products that are great for our skin, however, skincare products with those in them do oxidize a little bit quicker. So most of them do have an expiration date or once you open them, you'll see that little label that shows an open jar and says 12 months. Okay. Follow yeah. that, but go by the look and the smell. If you just don't know for sure. Yeah. Well, that's great to know. Yeah. And you can also, if you want to dig deep in all your skincare products, you can also call the manufacturer and there's usually like a lot number on there. And if you give them the lot number, they can tell you if it's good or bad still. Oh, amazing. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially because sometimes maybe the, the date wears off or you like can't find it because it's so small somewhere. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, you want to keep an eye out for that shelf life, little logo and the expiration dates. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, this is kind of like a bonus question, but it shouldn't be too, too tough, but like what, what's like a very common or one of the most common, like skincare questions people ask you about? Oh, um, 
anti-aging hands down anti-aging um any how can i you know prevent wrinkles and well skin is the largest organ of our of our body. It's also the largest detoxifier as well. Um, so anything we put in our skin, excuse me, anything we put in our body comes out through our skin. So that's why nutrition and skincare go hand in hand in beauty school. The nutrition part was one of my favorite lessons we had. So we did, we did touch on that greatly because there's just like anything we put in our body comes out through our skin, you know, detoxifies out. So I know if my clients have been drinking, I know (laughs) (laughs) if they're not drinking water as well. So yeah. Oh, I'm sure water is a big one. Um, like you can totally tell. Yeah, definitely. Can you tell with hair removal if someone's dehydrated? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of times the hair, it'll have a harder time releasing. Sometimes it'll break. Um, or I can even see it. Like, let's say I'm doing someone's legs. Mm-hmm. And it just, well, I do want them to come in with dry, right? you know, yeah. legs, but I can tell if it's dry from just dry skin or dry yeah. from not putting any moisturizer on that day. Yeah. But sometimes I can see lines in the skin, like the, I'm getting yeah. rid of so much dry skin and it's still staying dry. So that's when we talk about hydrating inside and out. Yeah. I know it is, it is remarkable that the skin, I mean, it is a little like, you know, magnifying glass inside to what's going on. And like, you know, most people don't know to look for the things that like you're saying on your skin and things like that. So, and you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but what we always like to say in skincare is I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but we play one on TV. (laughs) (laughs) So we kind of know, and then we always refer, if we see anything, if I yeah. see anything, I say something and refer them to their dermatologist or doctor, like, Hey, get this checked out. This is yeah. not looking good. Yeah. To me, it doesn't, it just looks odd to me. Get it checked out. Hopefully it's nothing. Usually yeah. it's nothing, but it's always better to be safe. Yeah. And it's good to have people that you see on a regular basis kind of know to say, Hey, you should probably go see someone. Cause maybe, yeah, it's not on your radar at all that that spot or whatever is alarming. Um, and even like, you know, when I work with clients nutritionally, it's like, Hey, maybe you should ask your doctor to check, you know, your B12 levels or your D3 levels. Like, you know, I'm not a doctor, but a lot of what you're telling me seems like there may be a deficiency or something happening. So it's good when there's other people in different professions who definitely can say like, you know, you may need to get a second opinion or more information about this particular thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times when we're not seeing results in our skincare products or something, it could be something going on internally that I can't help. Yeah. And it could be a deficiency for sure. So it's great that we all work together on that. Yeah, it is. Well, is there anything else that you want to share about like your experience and what you do or... You know, I just, I really want to say, I want to touch on the part of wearing sunscreen daily. That is your biggest defense for anti-aging and skin cancer. So it's like, I like to do things like as a twofer, if I can get something, if one product can help more than one thing, that to me is a win. So just remember that, what is it now? 80% of the sun's rays, rays still penetrate through the clouds. Um, even though I live in Los Angeles now, I'm from Seattle and there's a huge skin cancer, um, community up there. It's just high rates of of skin cancer up there. And what happens all the time? It's cloudy. 
Well, yeah. the sun's rays still penetrate through the clouds. Yeah, that's so a good point. Your sunscreen daily. And especially because the, the skin on our face is much thinner than everywhere else on our body. Like I, I mean, I, I talked about that in my uh, sun care episode. I don't know if you ever listened to that one, but it's much thinner. And so like, it's more susceptible to the aging. And whereas like the rest of our body, like it can tolerate like sun exposure without sunscreen, but your face, it's like, cover it up, put sunscreen on. Exactly. And I love a, a good powdered sunscreen because you can get in the eyes and the nose and the little crevices that oh, sometimes cool. other sunscreens are um, too heavy on those areas. Yeah, I could definitely see that. So yeah. then they tend to be on the thicker side. So it's hard to get them to rub in. So yeah, so I'm a big advocate of sunscreen. So I just always want to put that out there. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing that. So, yeah. well, it was so nice talking to you and I loved picking your brain on some good skincare tips and hearing a little bit more about sugaring versus waxing. So I know a lot of people ask you that same question, but yep. And I don't mind. That's my job. Yeah. I love explaining it and I'm passionate about it. So I don't mind that at all. Yes. So if anyone is listening that lives in the LA area, Jill's located in Hermosa Beach and you can see her for a variety of skincare services, not just sugaring. <laughs> That's right. Thebodybungalow.com. And Taylor, thank you so much. I'm very honored that you asked me to come on today. Of thank course. You. Well, I'm really glad you did. And what is your Instagram handle for those that want to follow you on Instagram? Sure. It's at thebodybungalow.com. So the little app sign is what I meant. The Body Bungalow. Okay. And then your website is thebodybungalow.com. Yeah, I know. Okay, so I mixed the two together. That's They're okay. basically the same. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify. Yeah. So, thank well, you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Take care.